Welcome to the She Recovers podcast. I'm Taryn Strong, co-founder with my mother Dawn Nickel of She Recovers. She Recovers believes that we are all recovering from something. And here on She Recovers podcast, we examine the healing power of connection and intentional living, as well as what happens in our lives when we put down our past stories and pick up our soul's true purpose. Dawn Nichols shares what has been in her heart and on her mind as a woman in a 12-step program. She shares what she has witnessed and what she has heard. And it is a conversation that is very important and requires urgency at this time as women are dying. And we need to really support women on their journey and in their path and really we need to get better at staying in our own lane. So enjoy these truth bombs by Mama Dawn. Dear women in 12-step programs, first of all, and this is an important point, I am one of you. For the past 30 years, I've attended and been involved with the 12-step recovery program for people who struggle with addiction. I've probably attended thousands of meetings, done years worth of service at the group, area, regional, and national levels. I've worked about 12 sets of steps. I've sponsored dozens of women and had about six sponsors of my own. I came to believe in a higher power, but I prefer not to define what it is. I can recite the 12-step literature from my program, but I don't usually. I'm not a perfect member, but I am a member. To be fully transparent, these days I sometimes go months without a meeting, yet I do love meetings when I get to them. I don't currently have a sponsor, nor do I sponsor other women actively, but I'm still close with many of my former sponsors and sponsees. I haven't worked a full set of steps in a few years, but I incorporate the principles of all of the steps into my daily life as best as I can. I try really hard to remain honest, open-minded, and willing in all areas of my life. Before you feel compelled to judge how well I'm working my program, or not working it. I just want to remind you that the only requirement for membership in my program is the desire to stop acting out on my addiction. Come to think of it, that's true for all 12-step programs. All this to say, I come to this discussion as someone who loves, honors, and celebrates 12-step recovery. It is always the first thing that I suggest to women who are new to recovery and looking for resources. It's free, although donations are accepted at each meeting. It's everywhere as in all over the world, including developing countries. Literature for my program of choice is available in 34 languages, and translations are in process for 16 other languages. 12-step recovery programs offer meetings specifically for women, for LGBTQ individuals, for young people, and many other groups. Clearly, 12-step recovery is the most accessible free help available for people with substance use or other behavioral health issues. The truth is, we can't separate the issue of privilege and recovery when we talk about 12-step recovery. 12-step recovery is often the only option for some people, for some women, especially when we start looking internationally. It's important for me to recognize my privilege as a white, middle-class, straight Canadian woman. I can afford to participate in other recovery modalities such as therapy, treatment, yoga, online programs, or in-person retreats. 
not everyone can. So is 12-step recovery perfect? I say not. I could say a lot about the things that I wish 12-step programs did better. I know that there are problems with the language, as well as other parts of the framework. I'll touch on some of those things in a few minutes. My focus here is merely to suggest what women in 12-step programs can do better so that more women can check out and experience 12-step recovery. Sadly, some of the most alienating and disappointing things I hear about 12-step recovery are related to how some women treat or speak to other women within the programs and fellowships. I've thought for a long time now that if we could just open up a conversation about this, we could all do a little bit better. I offer these suggestions with love, but also with some urgency. Women are dying. Children are suffering due to their mother's struggles. Women who are in or seeking recovery need to be able to access more, not less, welcoming, non-judgmental, accepting, and loving spaces where they can heal and thrive. I'm not just talking about in-person 12-step meetings, but include online spaces such as online meetings, Facebook groups, Instagram, and beyond. So here are 10 ideas on how we, as women in 12-step programs, can do better. Number one, let's not force women brand new to recovery to identify as an alcoholic or addict. We aren't the boss of how they identify themselves. This practice is really more about us than them. I personally don't care if a woman ever claims a label. I do it in meetings because it's no big deal to me. And I think that there is a certain power to saying, my name is Dawn and I'm an addict in a meeting. There's no emotional charge to it for me when I say it. And I think that in itself can reduce stigma. Others disagree, I know, and that's okay. I don't identify as an addict outside of meetings. Number two, evidence shows that the shame of relapse often prolongs relapse. Let's celebrate when women come back to meetings after relapse. But for God's sake, let's not shame them. I can tell you the names of women I know who kept using until they died because they were too overcome with shame to come back to meetings. Clearly that needs to change. Number three, when women express concerns about the overtly masculine, relatively religious overtones in the literature, let's be on the same side and agree with them because it is what it is. But then let's encourage them to ignore as best they can the language that they find triggering, traumatizing, or disempowering. I no longer waste my energy trying to change the language, but I remain open about its shortcomings and vocal about how I have the ability to reinterpret it for myself. Maybe one day the language will be changed. I sure hope so. Number four, let's do everything we can to correct the inaccurate perception that 12-step meetings are for people who hit low bottoms. Reminder here, the only requirement is a desire to stop doing the thing, alcohol, drugs, gambling, etc. Please don't ever tell another woman that she needs to, and I quote, go back out and do more research, end quote, or suggest that she needs to, and I quote again, go out and hit a bottom and then come back, end quote. Both of these statements are absurd and dangerous. I actually kind of go ballistic on women if I ever hear them say anything like that to another woman. Five, can we just lose the ludicrous suggestion that women need to go to 90, day, 90 meetings in 90 days in order to get recovery? Can we instead suggest 90 days of self-care with as many meetings as a woman feels she needs 
and can get to after she has worked, taken care of her children if she has them or her pets, spent time with other loved ones, gone to therapy or for walks or a run or to yoga. We don't get to dictate women's recovery schedules. We can make suggestions, but unless a woman is single, unemployed, and believes herself that she needs 90 meetings in 90 days, we have absolutely no right to put that expectation on her. It's not realistic. Six, can we remember that women are conditioned to go overboard with being of service to other people in their lives? Pressuring women early in recovery to be of service in 12-step meetings can just be too much for women who may already be oversubscribed caring for children and other family members, as well as working, managing a household, and holding on to their recovery with every remaining ounce of their being. Just getting to meetings is important enough. Service work can come later. Seven. This is short, but important. Women may have difficult experiences participating in meetings. Leave them alone. They'll speak up when they're ready. Number eight. The pressure to get a sponsor can invite a lot of anxiety for women. I believe that they need to take their time picking out someone to work steps with, which, as we all know, is the purpose of having a sponsor. If you want to offer to be a friend to a woman new in recovery, that works pretty well. Just don't force them into relationships with sponsors before they're ready. Nine, 12-step work can trigger trauma issues. Sponsors and supporters are, with very few exceptions, not trained to deal with trauma. If the women you are working with disclose past trauma during their step work, please, dear God, please suggest that they seek professional help to heal. This might be the most important suggestion that I have. Number 10. In some 12-step circles, doing work outside of the program is viewed as unnecessary, and therefore women can be judged negatively for seeking other types of help. Don't be one of those judges. In fact, encourage with all your might that women get all of the support and help outside of the program that they can, always. Well, that's 10, and I've probably got more but I've gone on long enough for now. I hope that you will consider these suggestions closely. I believe that lives depend on it. I know that there is a lot of energy out in the world that argues that we should just throw the baby out with the bathwater and get rid of 12-step programs altogether because of their shortcomings. I disagree. There are millions of people living healthier, happier lives today because they found recovery in one of these programs. I'm one of them. As I said earlier, I think I said it, I'm forever grateful. I'm also grateful and need to acknowledge the very many women in 12-step recovery who I have met and continue to meet who are, like me, vocal advocates for all pathways and patchworks of recovery. I love hearing women who are strong 12-steppers tell other women, hey, I get that this might not work for you, and I just really hope you find something that works for you as well as this does for me. I love it even more when we can create spaces online and in real life where women in recovery from all of the things can come together and share what works about our own individualized approach. I promise you this, I will always honor and respect your recovery pathways and patchworks. I only ask that you do the same in return. I shit you not, we're stronger together. Thank you for listening to the She Recovers podcast. We hope you will share, rate, subscribe, and help us spread the word. You can always find out more about She Recovers 
our intentions and guiding principles, upcoming events and retreats, recovery coaching, online yoga, and so much more on our website, sherecovers.co. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter so that we can stay in touch.